Welcome back to Comforting the Chaos, Episode 7. I'm Jackie Palm. And I'm Paola Farman. It's a great start. It's a good start. So <laughs> how are you doing, Paola? I've had a very hectic week. A hectic week. Yes. I would say you've had a hectic week. Yeah. I feel like it's we've had a hectic start to the year. You can say that. Bert? Yeah, I am saying that. <laughs> I will say that. I will confirm. It's been crazy. Just with like a, so much stuff to do on yeah. top of trying to also do this. Yeah, and then we got kids breaking bones. <laughs> <laughs> I thankfully, knock on wood, don't have that problem. <laughs> so everyone knows this me. <laughs> Um, the br- <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just one tire mama. Yes. But I love it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can love your children and be tired. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to remind everyone that you mm-hmm. love your children. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Both are simultaneously true. What would you do right now if I was like, you're going to miss this? You're going to miss this. You're going to miss all of these moments. Not this. Not <laughs> broken bones. <laughs> I am tired because I I find it, I told my therapist, I find it ironic that I picked the word balance for this year and I am like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in my life. Because <laughs> I, going back to work, first of all, having not really worked since 2020 and like the shutdown and pandemic and all that kind of stuff and then going back into the workforce full time with two kids that are in school and whatever I feel like I've like emerged from a bunker (laughs) back into the world and I'm like I don't know what to do (laughs) or like how to talk to people or like how to function or like how to like now I'm like gone for 40 plus hours a week and I'm like how where how do I do laundry like how do I have time to cook like what is this so yeah it's ironic that like I'm trying to like manage the word balance because I'm like I might have I might have bit off more than I can chew (laughs) a little bit then I gotta sort that out do you, like, drop your stuff and run when someone comes to talk to you at work? What do you mean? Like, you just drop whatever you're doing and run? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, so what's funny is, is that, like, I don't feel like I, I don't want to say that I'm, like, not the same person that I was Three years ago, right? But, like, I've done a lot of healing, and I've become, like, more of my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So I, like, find myself not... I Like, I work in customer service, right? But I find myself, like, not saying the thing that, like, having, like, the sing-songy customer service voice, whatever. And, like, today, we had, I had somebody that was, like, reading a quote that is behind my head on the wall, I don't even know what it says because I don't even think I noticed that it was there (laughs) until she pointed it out today. And it was like something about um, like if you don't have any motivation, 
like no motivation means like nothing gets done, which like is ironic that that's like behind. <laughs> and she was like, what do you think about that quote? Because like that says a lot for like expectations of people. And I said, to be honest, I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like sometimes like, especially like at work, people will be like, oh, yeah, no, that's great. Whatever. But I was like, no, I don't really agree with that because I don't think that you know you have to be motivated all of the time you do need to rest too and she was like amen to that and I was like I'm so glad no one else was around (laughs) to hear me be like that that's dumb (laughs) so it's just it's odd it's odd to be in a different like place with like your mental health and like who you are and do you feel like an outsider almost yeah if you like I you know that show like unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and like she like emerges out of a bunker after 20 years it's literally I feel like that (laughs) I'm like I've been I've been in this like mental health like loving supportive I got this (laughs) cocoon for (laughs) and now I'm like back in the real world where I have to like put all my skills that I've developed like to the test and I'm like ew what is wrong? Like, everyone needs to go to therapy. <laughs> I'm like, and no. But, and I've, and I've, some, uh, somebody was like talking about how, like, they're a workaholic. And I was like, no, I've done too much therapy <laughs> for that. Never again will I be a workaholic. I, am I doing too many projects that I enjoy right now? Absolutely. Would much rather do that than, like, have work email on my phone. I don't get paid enough for that. Absolutely not. Thank you for the option. I'll check my email when I clock in. (laughs) Um, Which is ironic because old me, not old me, less healed me would have been like, sure, let me let me go the extra 10,000 miles in order to like make it seem like I'm the best and the brightest of all of them. Meanwhile, I'm like, no. No, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so thank you so much. I'll take my paycheck and go. <laughs> <laughs> I punched out. I can't talk to you anymore. Uh, I, I do today. I like we have to like clock out like at like two minutes before. So I was like supposed to leave at five o'clock. Clocked out. We're supposed to clock out at four fifty eight. I had that thing up. I had my bags out, coat on, <laughs> clocked out. People, like, n- there weren't patients there, but, like, somebody was sitting there, and she's like, oh, you're already out. I was like, I see you. Mm-hmm. I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Bye. Have, it. have a lovely evening. I'm out. Clocked out, done. <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. You're out. Right. I was like, I'm not doing any anything. I won't log into my stuff before I clock in, hmm. even though you're supposed to be, like, ready to work no 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 that's work work is paid getting ready to yeah you get paid for work no we don't do that so so i feel you know i feel like i've just set a different tone for myself and so it's weird because i don't i don't care like i care like i I care (laughs) about it's not you don't it's not that i don't care it's that like my priorities are different so like i'm i'm there to earn a paycheck to pay for for the life that I want to have, not that my job is not my life. Well, you're also not going to allow someone who, you know, doesn't really participate 
big in your life to make you feel a certain way. No. Here and there, you know? No. And I've been I've been guilty of being like an oversharer in the past mm-hmm. with like both. coworkers and stuff like that. And hence why <laughs> I mean, we I guess, you know, we became friends at work, but I don't I don't care to like get super like I'm not divulging much. And let me tell you, it is interesting being on the other side of like not sharing as much because other people talk about a lot of stuff or you like you just overhear people talking about a lot of stuff with each other and I'm like oh no 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 I I will decide later like if you get that much access to me but I am not going to give you that much access to me off of the bat which I find interesting too because coming from being like that at one point it's interesting so so there's a there's a flip side to like the the stress of it all is I'm like ooh Look at you. You did a good job. <laughs> You're growing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's different. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because like it, it it's just so weird when you have like And I probably, I mean, to be honest, I think I probably have a very unique experience because I I didn't work throughout the pandemic and stuff. So, like, those times of, like, being at home and, like, like we really were at home a lot of the time, like, when um, my oldest was, like, doing virtual school and stuff like that. And I was going to therapy weekly, like, that whole time. So, really, you know, I mean, other than when my therapist's, like, my first therapist and my second, like when they went on maternity leave for a little bit, I've really been going to therapy like every week. <laughs> I probably should have gone to therapy every week. And so, which like a lot of people don't have that that privilege of being able to do that. So like it's it's very unique that I've been able to spend this much centered time because then the fact was is that then I went home and of course, you know, not saying that I was then able to just like fully invest in myself because I'm still taking care of my kids and doing mm-hmm. that and, you know, doing things that I like to do and hanging out with my husband and whatever. So like, but it's still, I had much more time to like sit and think about things and to journal and to read a bunch of stuff and um, to sit and analyze a bunch of stuff and get curious about things with myself and like learn from that. And so I think that gives me a really unique perspective on like how much I've been able to accomplish and then kind of like how like what my priorities have turned into and then like like I've said before like kind of like redefining my value system. So now like putting my value system back out into the real world where you know, there's like this demand for productivity and people pleasing and mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'll just I'll just do what I need to do and I'll do it well. And I'm I'm done. I don't particularly care if I'm your best friend. And I don't actually care if you like think that I'm great. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do what I need to do, do it well. And and that's it. Hmm. And I find it. It's a lot simpler. Oh, it's so much simpler. It's so much simpler. 
now then there's the flip side of me being like a problem solver, fixer, wanting everybody to like be as aware of things as I am. But that's like part of my passion for like mental health is because I'm like, guys, it's so much better over here. Let's spend some time taking care of ourselves so we don't have to be quite so high strung about all of these things that in the grand scheme of things don't matter a whole bunch. Hmm. Unless you're trying to climb that corporate ladder, which I'm not trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) And people have different priorities. That's fine. I'm just saying that for my priorities, it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. All of that to say, that's where I'm at. That's how I am. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I am. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to say what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I guess I could make that transition. Um, So we're actually going to talk a little bit about um, projection, which I think we've like mentioned toward like mentioned it before, alluded to it before. Like it's always going to kind of come up when we're going to talk about it specifically. So projection means when you put your feelings or your own like characteristics onto another person. Um, and so you <clears throat> you're feeling really stressed and you're gonna then be really stressed towards every single person that you see. And whatever they do is gonna like bring something up in you because like you see yourself mm-hmm. in them kind of. In reality, does it have anything to do with the other person? No. But you're going to take it that way. And so I I wanted to talk about that topic today because I think that that's one thing that I've realized. I, not that I didn't realize it before, but like going back to work and back out into the, the real world, so to speak. Like it, there is so much... Like, I feel like 90% of your interactions with other people are projection, uh, like, is a projection of, like, something that's absolutely going on within them and has almost zero to do with you. And I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating to watch other people's interactions with people in those settings. And I've been paying attention to that, I think, in the grand scheme of things, like even how, you know, people interact with each other, like at the store or whatever. But I mean, honestly, I do mostly target pickup orders and I go to Costco. I don't really go anywhere else. (laughs) So like being being in that setting has been interesting to to see how people handle people when they're anxious, because like I can absolutely tell when another person is really anxious but they're like not talking about it because I think a lot of times like when people are really angry a lot of that is anxiety it's fear of something being taken Mm -hmm. lost whatever um and so I I find it interesting how defensive people will get about something that has literally (laughs) nothing nothing to do with them and I find it I find it really interesting so I thought we would talk a little bit about that today and how that kind of shows up in life, in, in our families, in 
our jobs in our you know relationships yeah 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 so what do you think about that well for me it's almost like when people say like you know, you can feel like bad energy sometimes yeah. from someone, yeah, like, yeah. and then the whole room just gets this vibe kind of thing. Right. It's kind of like how that is. Yes. Because they're projecting their bad energy, and then you're like, "Oh wait, something is wrong." And then the next person feels that way because you feel it's just like a domino effect almost. I find it interesting that you brought that up about like the the bad energy or like picking up on the bad vibe thing or whatever. Um, because I think there's like a common like workplace um, saying, motto, whatever it is, I don't know, um, about how like one bad attitude can like set everybody's attitude like off for the rest of the day or mm-hmm. whatever. And I have a, a slight problem with that theory. Mm-hmm. Um, because that means you have really poor boundaries <laughs> with other people mm-hmm. if you're like fully letting them like affect the core of who you are, that it changes how you're acting around other people. Well, that's the thing. I feel like most of us in this world sometimes just don't have boundaries. Right. I, well, I think everybody struggles with boundaries in general. Um, but I think that saying in and of itself that like one person can mm-hmm. ruin everybody's vibe for like a whole day or something like that i think that's a little bit problematic because like you're taking all of something on that isn't yours and the fact of the matter is is that we're all human beings so like if somebody's gonna have a bad day and they might be snappy or they might be i don't know like just difficult to deal with or something but like that really has nothing to do with you unless you personally offended someone. Do you, do you know what I'm like, saying? Do you feel like that quote opens more of the door of other people being like, oh, like, someone's going to have a bad attitude. I'm going to try to not take it in. And then they kind of take it more in than anything. Or Well, because, you know? yeah, kind of. And I kind of, like, it's along the same lines of, like, leave it at the door, mm-hmm. you know? I don't, that's, in my opinion, having, like, worked as a therapist, having done, like, I don't think it's reasonable to ask somebody to shut everything off from outside mm-hmm. and come in and act like nothing has happened at all. I don't like, think it's possible. No, I don't. I, I, well, I do think it's possible if you mm. have gotten really good at shutting off your own feelings and, like, turning everything on but that's not I don't think that's healthy mm-hmm. I think I think people do it and I think that there are certain things that like you know absolutely like people are going through stuff that like they have no choice but to like go to work through it because they still mm-hmm. have to you know pay the bills and mm-hmm. have health insurance and and do all that kind of stuff but and I think people get good at like disassociating yeah I like when I say I don't think it's possible is because I'm the one person that cannot do that yeah like I cannot leave it at the door no that doesn't mean I'm gonna treat people shitty because I'm in a bad mood but I might not be as chatty I might not make you know jokes or something like that um but I don't I mean and I think that that is kind of like 
that's the issue is that there's like this expectation out there that people should be able to turn it off. But then that that's that same thing. Like if somebody is coming in and they're putting their bad attitude onto you because I, uh, this is where like that trauma informed care thing mm-hmm. comes in to like when we're thinking about projection, if somebody is in front of you or in back of you in line at the store, right. Mm-hmm. And they are in a hurry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're taking too long. You're, you're chatting it up with the, the cashier, whatever. You can't find your card. Crap, you left your card in the <laughs> car. Mm-hmm. They got to suspend your order. And this person behind you is, like, losing their shit, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, they're in a rush. They they need to go. My – it's intimidating when somebody gets angry, mm-hmm. right, or, like, gets irritated. But how much of that d- does it actually have to do with me? Yeah. Maybe they – have somewhere to be. Maybe they have a family member that's getting chemo and they're taking snacks to them and they need to be there at a certain time. And they know that if they don't leave it by, you know, 4.15, they're going to hit rush hour traffic and then it's going to take them even longer to get there. Or like, how, like, you know what I mean? Like, there are so many things that are like going on with other people all of the time that like when they're putting all of this like, quote unquote, like bad energy out there, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily need to take it personally because it Mm -hmm. has way more to do with them than it has to do with us but the problem is is that we are we are so worried about what other people think and about what we do and like what our reaction is and what our what what we appear to be and how we interact with people sometimes I think it's really easy for people to also then get hyped up about it but like is it something that you actually need to get hyped up about that kind of reminds me of the conversation that I had with my awesome therapist um, this week when um, he said, this is when, I think we talked about this before. Yeah. This is when you need to learn that, like, when you need to, like, remind yourself that you can't control other people, but you can only control yourself. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of, like, where that meets that world in a way. Yeah. Or, like, hey, like. They might be in a bad mood, but I'm going to control me and my mood. Right. Like kind of situation. Right. And I think that that's where a lot of the world lacks on oh, self-control. Sure. And I think that that's where the main, I don't want to say issue, but the main topic or theme is. Because we're very in our heads versus out in the world. Like I don't, I, I don't think people necessarily think comprehensively all the time about like what's going on you only think about you and how it's affecting you and not that like I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that like people are being like super selfish no I think we're wired that way in a survival thing right Mm -hmm. like we need to make sure that we're safe we're okay like we're you know we're doing the right thing we're worried about us but the 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 problem with that thinking all of the time is that you eventually do have to kind of think about where other people are coming from. Once again, that's not just because you suddenly understand where somebody is coming from or you can have like empathy towards where somebody is coming from. If they are being abusive and mean and like just, you know, mm-hmm intolerable like that doesn't mean that you have to like accept that that's Mm -hmm. that's a reason for behavior that's not an excuse for behavior but you can control how it affects you 
and how you react to it. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't control another person. So like how you you know, if somebody is stressed out about an experience they had and they want to sit across from me and they want to vent, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be empathetic. I'm going to say that sounds really frustrating. I can imagine that would be really stressful. Um, whatever. I am not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, I'm contributing to their problem. And like, how do I fix it? Like, what do I do? Because mm -hmm. like 90% of the time, people are going to feel better because somebody listened to them and validated how they were feeling. Didn't just weren't like, let me get a supervisor for you to talk to or let, let me try and whatever, like, let me call back to whatever, like, let me, oh, well, they didn't mean it that way. They didn't want to, no, like, you don't do any of that. You just sit and people will be fine. Like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's, we don't spend enough time outside of ourselves sometimes, I think, thinking about how other people feel and why they might be acting the way they do. We just assume the worst when we should be most of the time, again, I'm not talking about like extreme, like abusive people or whatever, but like most of the time we should be making the most generous assumption about other people and where they're coming from. And what I mean by that is to say, like, if you say something and I take it the wrong way, whatever, I'm not going to assume that you meant it in a hurtful way. in a hurtful way mm -hmm. i'm going to say oh you know what i bet like she probably didn't hear her tone when she said that or she like said it in a, like i know i've done that before so yeah. i'm gonna like i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna make the automatic worst assumption to be like oh my god she hates me and now like i must have said something to piss her off and now she's pissed off at me and whatever like no, we're not going to jump from one extreme to the other. We're going to start from here where we're going to say, you know, I, I I, would imagine this is probably what's going on. And the more evidence you gather that maybe supports something else, then you can go there. But you're going to make the most generous assumption first. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's something you and I actually have that like, you know, some days you'll ask me like, like the one day you had that heart therapy day. Oh you, yeah, you know, and you were like, "But what do you mean by that?" Right? Because it first it hurts your <laughs> right. feelings, and I'm like, "No, like that's just <laughs> you don't have to worry about what I think no. like that." You know what I mean? Like I'm just telling you, like so you can hear. But like right. it's not really for you to like take it so hard. <laughs> but I was um, in a weird headspace that day yeah, too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it wasn't like you know, it, that's the thing sometimes you hear one way and someone can mean it the other way but i think like another very good example of projection is me with my children yeah explain because for <laughs> instance my issue with fear sometimes i projected on my children because sometimes they want to try something and then my fear will be like no no, don't let them do it. So now I'm like, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. It's not good. Or you know what I mean? Like, just because they want to, like, go, like, my daughter is such a risk taker, like, she little is. girl. She's like, I want to ride down the hill. And I'm like, no, like, what if something, like, happens? And, like, you know, she, like, you know, a car is coming. And, like, I think of all these scenarios in my head. Yeah. But, like, one day I wasn't around, and she did it, and she learned how to ride her bike down the hill, and she did it. But I kept projecting my fear right. onto her, not right. allowing her to do that. 
that's like my main thing like that I need to work on obviously but like I feel like that's just one example but there's more yeah I think I think that that's a great example of that's very much your internal feelings Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do because like our kids are different people than we are yes I think we think that they're going to be like I mean, Mm -hmm. we definitely hear ourselves come out of them sometimes. (laughs) Um, But in reality, like, they're different people, different interests, different, you know, fear levels, like, different whatever. And and it's interesting to look at it that way to be like, yeah, no, like, I think it's good insight for you to be like, no, that's my... That's my fear talking. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think there's also like a protective element of like being a mom yeah, because yeah, as I think you said, you're shit. dealing with broken bones. So you don't want more broken <laughs> <Right>. bones. <laughs> um, and, you know, you don't want them to get hurt or whatever. Um, and the world is <laughs> scary. It's, well, it's scary, but it's also like it's out there. Like they're going to be mm-hmm. part of it and we can only protect yes. them, you know, from so long. Or, or, like, for so long um, from everything. Because eventually, like, they're going to have to deal mm-hmm. with with it. I, I actually, I said that to my son the other day. Because we we're having an issue with, like, potty words right now. My, <laughs> my youngest is just, like, constantly saying things that I'm like so embarrassed like when we're in public or like anybody hears him and I'm like like I know it's a stage whatever like I try to ignore it and then you know or they're like name calling towards each other so like last night I told them I was like they're doing take back they're allowed take backs now so the first time they say something if they catch themselves they're allowed to say I oh I didn't mean to say that because they're they're quote unquote practicing. I don't, are they really practicing? I have no idea. But <laughs> that's what's going on right now. So they're allowed to have a take back. So they, my youngest said something mean to my oldest, called him an idiot or something like that. I didn't mean to say that. Oh, okay. So take it back. I said, but here's the thing about these, this, this system that we have. Your family is the place where you practice. Like you're practicing take backs. Okay. So you call your brother an idiot. You say you take it back. Okay. We're all on the same page in this car right now that like you're allowed that take back. However, in the real world, once your word is out there, you have now given it to somebody else. There are no take backs in the real world. So you're practicing now and you're learning, but if you say that at school or you say it to your teacher <laughs> or mm-hmm. you say it to a person at the store, they're not going to be happy about it. And you can't take it back like you've caused hurt. And so I like I say that to say, mm-hmm. like, we are the space where, like, these kiddos get to, like, learn and practice and whatever. But eventually they are going to head out there <laughs> and mm-hmm. make these mistakes that, like, we're not going to be able to protect them from. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot that I sometimes stop them from doing just because. Or even, like, let's say I'm not in the mood to be around people and they want to go to, like, a school dance or something and me not going because of them. Like, lately I've been just like, no, we're going even if mommy doesn't feel like talking. And then I'll just stand by myself, you know, and watch them, like, just watch them having fun. That changes my mood. Yeah. But I'm trying not to project that onto them. Right. Which I think is like we're like 
if you're aware of it more, then you can like realize what you're doing when you're projecting, especially to like you know our little ones. Absolutely, kind of thing. Because I felt like also this is part of trauma. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, absolutely, it is. Like especially with me as a as a child, and like I don't want to do that to them, as, you know, either. Mama, like I feel like a lot of the things that happened to me as a child too, like. You know, I try not to, like, project on them, um, like, the fears and things like that, you know, and things that, like, it's not the same world. I'm not the same as, you know, my parents. Well, I wouldn't say my parents, but some of the people I grew up with, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, I have to start thinking about, like, the difference in that. And they're not me, like mm. you said earlier, you know? Right. So, that's something that's, like, hard, Yes. To make the difference of, like, where do I stop? Where do I keep going? Like, what's safe? What's not? I need to start, like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Because I had that exact same conversation with my therapist at my last session on Saturday. I I was talking about how I, I had a really intense EMDR session at my not this last therapy session, but the therapy session before, the one that I called mm-hmm. you after, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I just really, like, sat with all of the things that I've kind of, like, sacrificed and put on the back burner mm-hmm. um, before really, like, taking care of myself or, like, doing what I needed. Like, I spent a lot of, a, a good chunk, well, like, a majority of my life, like, making sure that other people were taken care of, like managing other people's emotions. And I sat with that and had like a very, very (laughs) deep, long cry Mm -hmm. um, at therapy, like Kim Kardashian level crying. Um, (laughs) And I, so we were like recapping that at my appointment on Saturday. And I was saying about how I, was very upset because I had had this moment after EMDR is really intense, which like I'll talk about that more another day of like what all that is and, and everything. But, um, it, I, it really kind of messes with your brain for a couple of days. So like, you're not really supposed to like talk about it for at least like 24 hours, like while your brain's processing it. And then I kind of just kind of attribute my mood to it <laughs> after that, like while I'm trying to like deal with all of this stuff and like process and, and let myself like feel these things or whatever that I keep myself feeling from sometimes. And we were in the car again, my kids were name calling each other again. And my husband was being a little bit passive aggressive with the kids about it and I was like I'm tired and I'm like still processing all of this stuff and I like totally flipped out and I was like all I do is like try and tell you guys like the best way to talk to each other and like how to be kind and I'm trying to like teach you like how to manage your emotions and like how to speak to each other and nobody listens to me and I was like So, like, we get home, and I was like, 
I literally don't want to hear it. Like, if anybody says one more nasty word to each other, I will leave this house. And, like, I will not come back. <laughs> well, the and I better not. <laughs> he said, are you going to live somewhere else? And I was like, maybe. Like, maybe if you guys don't stop. And... Oh, I felt awful. I'm like upset. Like I, first of all, my house has never been more quiet. We could have recorded the podcast in total silence. <laughs> um, and I am upstairs. I'm crying because I'm like, oh my god! Now I just traumatized my whole family because I told them I'm going to leave if anybody ever says mm-hmm. something mean again. But and like. So I'm having this whole, like, you're a terrible mom, you're a terrible wife, like, moment, like, whatever. And I'm I'm crying. You know, my son thinks I'm going to, like, leave our house, whatever. I'm like, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Whoo. And I sit with it, and I'm like, damn, EMDR, you're really hitting me. Like, I am really processing that, like, I am giving way too much to, and then, like, putting, like, crazy expectations on these people to that I've, like, keep on telling them this stuff and like I want what's best for them and now I want them to like be fine like to make it and make (laughs) it work just make it work like please do what I'm asking like I promise I'm just like have your best interest in my heart and so I like felt like a terrible person and so you know then I take my kids out for pizza the next day and I'm like I'm really sorry like because I always like I like if I have a human moment where mm-hmm. I don't hold myself together to the perfect standard, then I always explain myself afterwards to be like, here's how I was feeling. Here's how I should have handled it. Like, have you ever had a moment where you felt like that? Listen, having a former therapist for a mom, that's really got to be some kind of <laughs> something. But so I don't give myself any of that credit whatsoever. And so I'm telling my therapist this in this session, and she was like, I, you're not a bad mom? And I was like, no. I feel like we all have those moments. And she was, and I was like, no, but like, and she's like, I need, no, I need you to like sit for a minute. I need to challenge your thinking here for a minute. Because I was like going off about it how terrible I felt about myself and, like, how scared I am that I've, like, traumatized my family, right? And she's like, I I need you to sit for a minute because what did you need the most when you were a kid? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I do, like, I, you know, you I get in this moment. Like, I do, but I don't. And she's like, because, like, you needed somebody to, like, come to you talk to you, explain why things happened, say that they were sorry, like try to do better, right? Like she's like, would that, I mean, she's like, there were other things that were going on in your, in your family that were like out of your control. But do you think that that would have helped you if somebody like validated your emotions, said, hey, here's how I was dealing with it. And that wasn't an okay way to deal with it. Like, here's, you know, here's how to deal with it. Like, Here's how I dealt with it. Here's what would have been better. How did that make you feel? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, right? Like, that, like, would have helped, right? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, in the grand scheme of things, like, that would have been. She was like, are you doing that? And I was like, what, you mean with my kids? She's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, consistently. And yes. Yes, I am doing it consistently. And she was like, so you're a good mom? Like, you're doing a really good job parenting? No, I can't sit with that. Like, I was so uncomfortable 
with that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you feel bad that you did that because of the trauma you've had? Yeah, because then I think that, like, I'm going to traumatize my children. They're going to need therapy forever. They're going to be me. Because they're going to And they're going to feel, they're going to feel like I'm, I'm not a good mom. Like, I don't care about them. Like, I'm not taking care of them. Like, I'm not doing the best that I can, whatever. Because I had a human moment where yeah. I made a mistake. Is it because I feel like you're, this is part of the projection. Yeah, absolutely I feel like is. what it is is... Since, you know, when you were younger, your father used to yell. All so the time. when you relate the yelling to the trauma that you have, then you feel like you're causing that to your children when it's not even the same it's situation at not all. Not even like that. That was like up here and I'm like down here mm -hmm. with it. But I hold and that's what my therapist said. She was like. You hold yourself to an impossibly high standard for parenting. Very much so, because there's I was no like, way. Yeah, and she was like, "So what? It, what would it look like if you like sat with that this week and were like, what would my life look like if I could accept that I'm a good mom, even if I make mistakes?" And I was like, "Yeah, gross homework, but like I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And we have those moments where our children are always like, you're a great mom. You're a good yeah, mom. Right. You know? Right. Like, why don't we soak that in? Or like, like that they that they feel safe enough to like have these big emotions, that they feel safe enough to like interact with each other. What was that thing that I sent you the other day that said something about like mm -hmm. children feeling safe? And I was like, how, how do I make my children feel safe so they <laughs> stop screaming and yelling all the time or whatever? But like, I like we... That is what like I share that story with you because I think it's kind of the same thing as what you were saying of mm -hmm. like you're you're projecting all of this fear mm -hmm. and then you realize that like you're not your kids you're not your parents like your situation is not at all the same but your situation affects you so much <laughs> of like oh, yeah. how you feel and you can be doing something completely different and you don't even realize like how much it's coming out so like I'm projecting that like my kids will be traumatized and like leave me because I, mm -hmm. I mean, I have a, I have a very big fear of abandonment. Like I'm scared no, I feel like <laughs> of that. And so like, it's yeah. absolutely normal for my kids to eventually go off on their own and, Mm -hmm. and whatever but like and that's that's still a ways off especially in this economy so mm -hmm. um but like i yeah that that it's real like that putting it out there that like no like they they aren't the same they're not going to feel the same mm -hmm. way and like yeah they might get upset about something because you didn't do it correctly but how are you handling it afterwards like that makes all of the difference in the entire world and it's not at all the same situation but we're putting our same situation because it's it's our lived experience so our lived experience is what we're going to put out into the world and that that experience that you initially have is what you're going to compare everything else to whether you realize it or not oh for sure and if it was a difficult experience you're going to assume that everything else is going to kind of be difficult so then when something is a little bit calmer you're like well like, is what kind of st standard do I have to hold myself to? Like, what is the standard? Because it's not over here on this extreme, 
But it's also not like over here on this extreme. What is balance? <laughs> like, what is this in the middle? Like, I don't understand. Um, and which is probably why I'm struggling with balance, with the word balance itself mm-hmm. so much, because I'm like, I don't I don't know if I actually know what that is. Like, I really feel like I'm navigating blind. Well, I feel like that's that the one. whole point. Right. Like you're discovering the new meaning and values and yeah. things that you thought they're to you like the normal words you use every day. Right. But then now you're like, this is what Trying this to really live means. It. Yeah. Like, especially in this section or category of my life. This is what that means. And I think that that's the difference in what you're doing with the whole like your word. word yeah. Yeah. It gives you like a new different meaning or understanding of a word. My 30s have been magical. <laughs> well, we were talking the other day that like <laughs> our 30s feel like 20s. Yes. And we were saying about how we wondered if that was true because we didn't really live our teens and 20s like normal teens and 20s would have, like where you're like finding yourself and figuring yourself out and well, doing whatever. That's what we think normal Or what is. we think that that would be because I don't really know. Someone can <laughs> let me know if that's how your 20s were. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people maybe live like that kind of life and a lot of us also had like other, you know? Yeah. I think it's different. I mean, yeah, it's, it probably is different for everybody, but I like normal, like if I go clinical for a minute, like normal child development, right, would be like between like your, ad- like your late adolescent years and your early 20s like is finding yourself figuring out who you are apart from your family like it's like differentiation is what the technical term is and i don't feel like i've even started like differentiating completely from my family until like five years ago so that would have been when i was like 29 like 28 Mm -hmm. 29 is when i started like really like digging into who am i without all of this other stuff and now is the time where i'm like who am I completely without any of that? Like, I'm not my past, but I also don't know (laughs) who I am in the present either. So, I don't know. Hmm. I think there's so much more for us to discover (laughs) so we can heal. And, like, I think that's a part of the healing process. It's, like, scary, but at the same time, it's, like, so, like intriguing well that's i i'm fascinated by it like outside Mm -hmm. like if i if i can be objective Mm -hmm. about my stuff which like sometimes i can be (laughs) (laughs) i think it's really amazing that i've like made all of these like discoveries about myself and my family and like who i am and and whatever and and i think it's great and then subjectively i'm like (gasps) (laughs) what am i doing (laughs) no i think that that's one thing like i'm proud that you know like i feel like you have made these changes and you know and you're proud of yourself for doing them i think that that's pretty awesome so that's a good projection because i feel like that's one of the things like you're like for us you project your healing onto me and i think that's something that has been helping me. Why are you crying? No, I am crying because it's just, I'm, because I'm sitting with, I'm sitting with the good 
that I'm putting I think into you realize the world. You're and it's proud. really hard. Yeah, because you this is not something you're used to. No. I feel like one day I'll be there. Am I completely there now? But do I know? Like, I know that there's changes that I've made in my life. Absolutely. I mean, I might be going through a hard time now, but yeah. I just know that I have grown, and there's things about me that I do love. Like, for you, I think you you are starting to see more of that, and you're proud of yourself for all the changes you made, you yeah. know? And yeah. that's something that's, like, important, it's- I think. It's new. I, first of all, I appreciate you saying that because it obviously means a lot to me because otherwise I wouldn't be crying about it. Um, but also, I like. I mean, that really was like my homework, my like therapy mm-hmm. homework for the week was to to sit with like just being a good mom in general and like what that means to me. That's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to sit with because I'm so critical of myself when I like make a mistake. Um, but it has been a new experience for me to sit with the things that are good, um, and the things that I am good at and the things that I am like proud of myself for. And, um, so that has been really different (laughs) and it feels good, but it also like, there's part of me too, that like being, raised by someone who was a little bit more like narcissistic I have a hard time um feeling good about things because I'm I'm worried that it makes me sound narcissistic to say you know what I am a good mom or I am like I am intelligent like I'm good with I'm good and I'm passionate about mental health like I'm I'm smart about it um or that I'm an intelligent person like it's hard for me to say those things and sit with them for a long time. <laughs> like I'm saying them now, I can feel myself like getting uncomfortable. Tensing up. I feel very uncomfortable. Um, because I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna sound like conceited or like I'm I'm not a humble person or whatever. But like we've been taught this thing where like or we we I don't I don't wanna say we in general, but I feel like there's this there's this mentality that like you can't feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. you can't be prideful in like anything, um, without like being like sounding like a jerk, and so it's hard for me to sit with that. But I think um, that's part of your trauma as well. I, yeah, you yes. know what I mean. Yes, because I feel like <laughs> when somebody puts you down a lot, you tend to feel that way about yourself yes. when you get older, and you can't get out of that. Yeah, that. It's kind of like, I can give you a great example. Yeah. My mom, I love her, but she has a fear, like, for us to go far away to college or go somewhere. Yeah. And, like, for us, it was like, oh, no, maybe we shouldn't go away. Right. So she projected that fear onto us. And then we didn't do it. You know, we didn't go anywhere. And I feel like, you know that the, her fear now i'm doing that to my children yeah you like know that generational yeah stuff. so it's yeah. kind of like you know your dad yelling and making you feel like you're not worth it sometimes or right. you you know that you're now projecting onto yourself yeah more than i'm projecting it onto other people i'm well i'm projecting little me yeah. onto other people and being like oh my god are you scared all the time yeah do you hate me like, well, it's that's and the they thing. don't, <laughs> and that's why. Remember, we also talked about we had this conversation before that you sometimes were so worried about. Is it okay for me to talk about that? 
Yeah, you're fine. That you were so worried about how other people felt, like, you know, that they were happy with you or that they, you know, like the people pleasing kind of thing. Um, But I think that's also because you've always had somebody so judgmental of you. Absolutely. So, like, you know, like for me, that's the issue. Like, I always want people, like, you know, whenever my dad had an episode where, like, he would drink too much and then he would just you know yell and yell and scream and there was one point that he like you know made me feel so bad and I was just a little child right um but for me that's part of like me now that little me projects to this girl um to this woman and then I'm like Oh no, they're yelling. They're not happy. Absolutely. They're so, so mad right. at me. Oh no. Yeah. I gotta make it right. I gotta make it right. Like I can do this. They can't be mad at me. Like, no, like you know, and then I, I'm so hard on myself. Oh because yeah. of that. Yes. And that's a projection that I'm trying to get rid of. Because yeah. it's not fair to me. To no. you know, me the woman that I am now. But it's so hard. It oh, is so, it's hard. so hard. It's things that are like in, like installed in our head now. Uh, yeah. Like, like, like you're literally like have been wired to feel that way. Oh, yeah. Like your neuro pathways in your brain are like, no, we go straight here. We don't mm-hmm. we don't make a detour to something healthy. We go straight to let's feel bad about ourselves and and whatever. And it is super hard mm-hmm. to make the detour. But. The more you practice, the easier it gets, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I no. feel like that's one thing that we know. Like, it's like a habit, like, that you eventually need to turn into a different habit in a way. Right. But it's like, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's like what I said before about how you've developed all of these tools mm-hmm. over the years of, like, how how to deal with something. How, how do I do it? And they're useful, how do you repurpose them like you would something you find along the side of the road and like you find an old dresser, you sand it down, you make sure, you know, you replace the wood that needs to be replaced. You put new hardware on it, make it sturdier, and then you paint it and make it look better. Like how do you do that with the tools that you were given? Like some of them aren't useful at all anymore, but like what can you kind of pick out of what you've taught yourself over the years and say, hey, actually, you know, I am, so like, I am hard on myself. Um, And so if I use that tool, right, like, it's, it it is like, okay to critique yourself, right? Like, you don't want to be totally oblivious to like, what you're doing with your Mm -hmm. life. So can I be kind to myself in my critique of myself versus mean to myself in my critique of myself because I do need to hold myself accountable for certain things right but like do I need to be like you're not perfect so therefore you're stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like er like everybody's gonna hate you and leave you like do you have to be like that or can you say hey you didn't handle that well in that moment, like using, I would, I would call it my inner critic, right? That's like the part of myself that I'm like really trying to work hard on right now. Um, in it from a internal family systems perspective. Um, so like inner critic, you are helpful to me in the fact that like 
you will hold me accountable and responsible for how I act and react and when I make a mistake. You will not punish me, (laughs) shame me, guilt me for making a mistake. You'll just be like, okay, yep, you did that. We move on. How do we do it better in the future? And then how do you deal with yourself when you make a, a mistake again? So like you can repurpose it for something good. I think it's isn't it ironic that you're using that, but you can't use it towards yourself when no, it comes to motherhood. <laughs> That's the irony of this. Is because I'm I intellectualize this shit all the time, and then I can't actually do it. Well, well it's I not that like I can't; it's, it's that I won't. Things. There's certain things that I can't do it with motherhood. Yeah. It's it's hard. I hold myself to a impossibly high standard because that's part of your trauma from childhood exactly Um, so i hold myself to this very high Mm -hmm. critique of like whoa you can never like you you can never hurt these people's feelings because like they are eggs and they will break well i think you're trying to tell yourself like it's like an alert like you cannot be your parent like you cannot be yeah oh yeah like, kind yes. of thing like it's yeah. just like alert like oh no you sound a little bit like your father right back up right and like i think that that's the thing like that we need to my alarm is saying you're your dad stop mm-hmm. you're hurting your kids <laughs> yep they're feeling Versus like, he's like hey you know and and it's not true the projection's a beast oh well, it's like we talk about during christmas Every year, you and I, we both say, we're not going to buy presents. We're not going to buy too many presents for our children. And then we talk about, at the end of the day, we end up going Well, we go from, we're not going to buy enough to, did we buy enough? And -hmm. then we do this last minute shopping crap. And then we're like, are our kids going to be happy? Are they going to be okay? And then they're completely fine. And spoiled, if anything. Spoiled. (laughs) And then we talk about, like... The issue is, again, us projecting what we didn't have as children onto our children to now, like, you're not going to feel like we felt. Ever. You know. Ever. And I, that's... You will never yeah. be sad. And that is unrealistic. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. And, and yeah, that's parenting and projections are, like, my hardest thing to deal with. Um in the trauma from childhood is just so hard. I know it must be hard in general for people, mm-hmm. but I just feel like having kids adds an extra layer to it. I like I fully validate that it is hard in like all of mm-hmm. relationships or whatever, but like when you are in charge of tiny humans and teaching tiny humans how to be good humans, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I put way too much pressure on myself. Mm, you think? <laughs> but yeah, that's there's so many examples of projections that I can give you all day. Um, fear is one of my biggest ones. What's another one? What did you say? Um, I will say getting yelled at as a child for speaking up, and now as an adult feeling like you don't want to speak up because you feel like someone's going to get upset about it and yeah. you don't want to feel the, like... Do you have, like, a story about that that you would care to share? Like, me as a child or Not, as an adult? I mean, as an adult. Like, how, like how, 
like as an adult, like what's a story that you would say exemplifies that because you're like you're projecting that from childhood. How like what's an example of like how it's hard for you to stand up? Um, relationships. Um, I can tell you that sometimes, like let's say I've had relationships where like I wasn't happy with something going on, mm-hmm. and instead of like talking about it, I just dealt with it and kept it inside because I didn't want to like upset the other person. Yeah, but like it was making me feel. <sighs> you say like it it was making me feel more resentment than anything that I didn't even notice was happening absolutely but um I know that that's one of the like projections that I have because I don't want to upset someone because I don't want to feel that feeling that I felt as a child well because like what is that like when when that happens so like if you're like whatever relationship it is Mm -hmm. and you have to say you have to stand up for yourself. What do you? What is your like inner child saying in that moment to you? Don't say it because they're gonna get upset with you, and then either they're gonna love you less, or they're gonna leave, or they're gonna be upset. You're making them feel sad. You're making them feel mad. You're upsetting them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the inside, you're feeling yeah. Like, you don't matter. Yes. Yeah. It's like almost like you're rotting inside. Yeah. So it, it, that's that's one of, like, the biggest projection in relationships that I think I have an issue with. Is, like, standing up for your... Not even standing up for yourself in a yeah. big way, but just being like, I actually Speaking don't up agree for with yourself. that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, we should be doing this. Yeah. You know? Like maybe we need to look at better ways to to understand that right you know like you know it's just even like talking about depression with like people like you know like i could say hey i am depressed and it took me so long to even get there yes you know can confirm yeah so (laughs) like even that like because i don't want to bring worry to other people or you know that feeling that like I'm a burden, you know, it's true. People do feel that way, you know? And I projected all my fears, you know, onto other people, really. It's just, yeah. I was reading a book earlier. I was wanted to send you a screenshot of the, or a snapshot of the text that I was reading or whatever, and they were talking about, um, like, uh, charity doesn't have a place in friendships like Mm -hmm. there is no charity in friendships and i was going to send that to you if it's ironic that we're talking about it now or whatever Mm -hmm. too um but that like you don't there like when your friends and your family are like loving and good and like Mm -hmm. give towards you in whatever way right like not just like physical physical stuff stuff, like material things or whatever Mm -hmm. but like are giving you their time and their love and their energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they're like it's not like it's not that you're a charity case or like mm-hmm. pity is upon you or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. that's not real. That's not a real relationship. Like that's not real mm-hmm. love. And I so like when you said that like about how like if I stand up for myself, like someone will love me less mm-hmm. then that's not 
real. real. <laughs> and I think that that's the hard part. Oh, yeah. Like, we probably don't say what we need to say because we're afraid that sometimes that is going to be the truth or will be the truth. And people can't handle and the like, truth if it's not their truth. And it's the heartbreak of, like, you're not who I thought I was, you know? Right. Kind of thing. Like, with with all kinds of relationship. I don't mean necessarily, like, partner or anything. Yeah. But, you know, with anything. Like, even friends. Right. Like, you know, we, I'm sure we've all had those friends that sometimes we're, like, you know, we're best friends or we're the best. And then, you know, you don't want to upset them. And then once that happens and they leave then you're like oh crap that hurts you know so like for me that's that's what I mean yes when that happens like it's just I I don't want to feel that and I think that's why I let it go as long but then I'm hurting myself and I realize that right I think it's just that now in life I'm coming up to like I'm coming to a point where I need to start putting me first yes for me, not to other people, but to myself. Right. You know? And I think that that's, that's the, the projection that I'm trying to cancel almost in my life. Well, but it, because it feels weird. Because it's weird feeling because it's not, it doesn't feel, quote unquote, like the normal thing. Because, like, if you've never really, like, mm-hmm. put yourself first... You're really, and and also, I would say, never had an example, I would say that, I'm going to say that for the both of us, I Mm -hmm. will declare that. (laughs) We, neither one of us had a role model in our lives that was, like, putting themselves first and taking care of themselves well. Not at all. And so, now, in our 30s, -30s, mid-30s, like, we're trying to Figure figure that out without having... With, like, having to look at, like, outside things to be like, oh, wait a second. Like, this is what it was supposed to be. Is that how it goes? Be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't know that I, like, had permission to, like, even think about mm-hmm. myself first. Even before, like, my kids. Because if I'm not taking care of yeah. me, how can I genuinely, like, take care of of like these people like fully as well and like it's funny because like I'm I'm in some um like gentle parenting groups on Facebook and I always jokingly say sometimes they make me (laughs) feel better about myself because of like the things that like people are struggling with but the the majority of the time people are like I don't understand, like, why I'm getting so upset. I don't understand, like, why, like, when my kids are being so loud, like, why it's making me. Like, I was never allowed to be that loud when I was little. And, like, they feel and, – and, like, each time – and there's always somebody that comments on it. I tend to stay quiet in those groups. I just read things or whatever. Like, I'm a behind-the-scenes observer or whatever. But there's always somebody that's like, have you looked into going to therapy for yourself? Have you looked into going to therapy for yourself? Because when I went to therapy and, like, real, like got my stuff, my stuff ready, Right. Then I realized like that, like what was triggering me about them or like what mm-hmm. was making me upset about them is like was something that happened when I and like it's pervasive. It is pervasive. And I would even like I mean, you don't even have to just have kids to like <laughs> make these like realizations. Like if you're struggling in relationships and 
struggling at work, like whatever, like whatever the thing is that's like causing a whole bunch of friction in your life. I would imagine it has some kind of projection issue with like something that's in here that is not sitting well with you that like you are like need to be able to like get out, sit with, be curious about and learn from in order to like get past it. We're always going to deal with projection, right? Mm -hmm. Because like it's part of our own lived Mm -hmm. experience. Um, Because then also like the flip side of that is like sometimes I'm like – I've done so much therapy. Like, what's wrong with other people? <laughs> I'm like, why are you getting so hyped up about that? But they in reality, like, that's their own issue because they haven't, like, you realize that about themselves or whatever. And it's easier to realize things when you're on the other side. Like, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's high, like it's twenty twenty when you're watching other people go through stuff too. Um, that's why I'm always like. <laughs> you're so close like I can tell like you're like with you like you'll like talk about something and I'm like yes yes like you're there like I absolutely was mm-hmm. right there like keep going <laughs> sometimes I just reverse <laughs> we all go do back. that though but I don't like, think it's a it's an ebb and a flow not a straight line yep definitely so much to learn it's just such a it's one of those things you never stop learning I don't feel like I don't think you ever like I don't think you stop learning the whole entire time. If I had to guess, haven't been there yet, but I assume you're still learning when you're old, <laughs> yep. older. <laughs> yep. I feel like it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I think that this topic will will come up a lot, but that has definitely been something that has popped up for me lately is like, wow, this it is interesting to watch like how. M- it's interesting to watch outside, right? Like, it, it's easier to be the casual observer to be like, oh, wow, like, mm-hmm. that person really is internalizing something. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I have to be the perfect mother. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, my children will fail at life. Um, like, I know how it sounds. <laughs> like, you see how I it looks know, on the outside? I, I know it. I know it. But it is so... Mm-hmm. I if. Like, if you could see, like, it's, like we make fun of, like, each other when we get a little teary about stuff now. If you could see the amount of crying that I will let myself do in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about this stuff, I'm like. <gasps> I mean, I can tell you that because I can tell you that I know exactly what you're talking about. Because my last therapy I didn't cry. And the last thing I said when I walked out of the office was, I didn't cry. <laughs> and my therapist just laughed and said, no, you didn't. But it's okay if you do. Right. And I'm I like, always... but I'm just like, it's not that I didn't try to cry. It just didn't come naturally. That's why I always like your protective mechanism is, I'm going to wear mascara to therapy uh, <laughs> so that I don't cry. And I'm like... <laughs> Is that not the point? Like, are you like, why are you stopping yourself? Knock it off. <laughs> it's just I'm always crying. Like, you don't have to look drop dead gorgeous to go to therapy. <laughs> and, like, and the real reason is because I don't want my mascara to run. If my if my therapist ever <laughs> listens to this episode, he will now know. She is called out. Tell oh. her that she is not allowed to wear eye makeup to therapy anymore. <laughs> Set that boundary. <laughs> permission from her friend (laughs) it would definitely be that way (laughs) he would enjoy that one yeah um 
But this goes to say that, you know, we all go through our own issues where we do the projection thing. It's normal as long as we're aware and we realize when they're hurtful not to do that. Well, and I work on it. Like also like on the flip side of that Mm -hmm. is to like we have to be aware of Mm -hmm. other people, too, that like everything that they're going through and everything that they're saying to us is not necessarily something and now, yes, you can personally offend someone and do something that's worthy of, like, being mm-hmm. on the end of their, like, their, like, sour mood or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But, like, there are also times, a lot of times, when what's happening has nothing to do I think it's most <laughs> with, of the time. With that. Even when, like, um, my husband, we, like, the one, one day I was, like, doing the dishes and um, I had, there was like soap on a plate or something. And he said to me, he was like, oh, Jackie, there's like some soap on the plate. That's all he said. And I was like, oh, my God. OK, yeah, like I'll get it. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like what's happening? Like what? why are you upset right now? And I like, was like, oh, my God. And it's because like if I had like missed a spot like on a dish mm-hmm. or something like that, my dad would be like, oh, my God, are you stupid? Can you not see that you left something on the law? What? I guess I just got to do everything myself. And the minute my husband was like, there's, there's, a, oh, yeah, you missed a little bit of soap. Was he saying it because, like, he then thinks that I'm, like, incompetent and, like, can't wash a dish? No, he was just like, hey, that's going to dry on there. You might want to, hmm. like, rinse that off or whatever. And I, like, had this whole, like, defensive reaction to something that like really appears insignificant and i'm sure mike was like oh yeah you okay there (laughs) you okay there bud (laughs) whoa whoa Um, (laughs) um, but in reality it was like this like visceral reaction because Mm -hmm. it used to be such a big deal but then wasn't it wasn't just about the dish it was about me then Mm -hmm. as a person and like my competency as a human like if I missed a spot I must be dumb so like (laughs) like I and so like that like big like reaction or whatever so like even like little things like that I think in our interactions with people sometimes like if somebody is a little snippier about something that seems really insignificant to you. That doesn't mean that it's insignificant to them. Doesn't mean that the reaction is necessarily appropriate, right? But it means that there's like a deeper cause like for an issue. So I say that as we're closing up to as a reminder that like it is also little things that mean nothing to you sometimes that can mm-hmm. mean a lot to other people. It's still a form of projection because it's like this internalized feeling about themselves pushed outward, but it means a hell of a lot more to you maybe than it does to them or it means a hell of a lot more to them than it does to you. And I think we have to be really mindful of that. Um, I think it's really hard until you get into practice. But let me tell you, once you get to this like form of thinking comprehensively about like, hey, where's this person coming from? Mm-hmm. I wonder where that could come from. Like, let me be curious about it. You really can't get away from it. Like you, you really will think of everything in that context. And I will tell you, not obviously not in every area of my life, but it's brought me a lot of peace in a lot of interactions with other people for me to not take it quite so personally. 
you know, I can tell you that that's one thing about myself that I do like. It's that I try to, most of the time, see where someone's coming from. Even yeah. working customer service. Yeah. Um, sometimes when people are like, I'm not, like, it's not you. And, like, I'm, I know. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with me. Right. You're not upset with me. Right. You know, somebody else upset you. Right. So, like, that's something that I, I'm pretty patient with yeah and i i will say that that's one of my biggest things yeah but um i need to work more on my side like the internalized part Yeah, yeah absolutely i would agree with that but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in for episode seven we're a little bit behind with the release for this one but that's because we're we're struggling with the on the on the balance thing in general so we're figuring it out as we go but we'll we're trying to pump these um episodes out when we can and we have some bigger episodes coming up later that we're excited about some things in the works so we really appreciate you being here thank you so much thank you so much for being here with us um, we appreciate we appreciate you guys listening. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Comforting the Chaos and also join our Facebook group. I have not been as good about posting on social media lately, but hopefully I will get back into it again with the balance. So <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying. So hang well, in there, that's please. That's something to work on. <laughs> Thank you so much for your support.